Good afternoon in the Pacific Northwest time zone of the United States and wherever you are, uh, insert your, 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 whatever. Howdy. We have uh Faz radio today. Hey, 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 hey. This is good. I like he, this. It's yeah. He's, he's hey. our, he's, he's our he's guest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, that's I'll why I was that. putting him in the middle. We have a Warren sandwich uh, going on. We have, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> we we have uh, Warren here from uh, Town Crush, Crusher in Chief of Town Crush. Uh, it's going to tell us all sorts of cool things about the game. One of my uh, favorite games uh, that Gala Games has, has hosted or had or published or whatever you call it. Um, so welcome, Mr. Warren. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Faz was pretty excited uh, when he saw your post uh, about wanting to talk with him. He he gets really excited about games if you haven't seen any of the other episodes. Um, and so when he saw that that you had seen that, he's like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Yeah. So he's he's pretty excited to have you on today. Not that I'm not, but I'm just saying you you really hit something hard with him there when when you made that post. Yeah, no, I just happened to be watching that podcast, and then you guys mentioned Town Crush, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool idea. Why don't I see if they want to talk about it? Well, back in the day, uh, before, well, the reason I became a computer programmer is I wanted to be a game programmer when I grew up, and then uh, I realized how hard it was. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, so I just programmed for, for office stuff, which is, you know, pretty darn easy compared to all the, the physics and, and, uh, very creative math solutions that game developers have to do. Yeah. I mean, I started out with business applications when I was programming stuff and uh, the game stuff can be more complex, but you know, it's also got its mundane bits, you know, as you uh, know, I'm sure. Well, now, now uh, code is structured such so that you can split that off a lot easier. Uh, the, 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 the more advanced physics stuff a lot easier than you could in the past. Back in the past, I remember they 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 draw the screen and put the business logic in right when they're drawing the screen. If you remember the oldest, actually, I, I'm a bit of a an Atari 2600 buff. I played it as a kid. <laughs> Literally, while they were putting doing this, the lines on the screen, they were putting in you know the business logic, so to speak. It's like okay, check for collision while we're doing the cursor draw across the screen. Yeah, I've read a couple of books. Um... Uh, Racing the Beam, I think, was one of them, and there's another couple about Atari 2600 development, and they did some it's wild, crazy. It's, and the Activision like, people got even more creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like while the scan beam is running, they're inserting bits into the code so the next line will execute it when it hits it and stuff like yep. that. It's just crazy hacks. Uh, so, for, oh, I just have a little bit, a little bit more uh, for people who are interested. Uh, there's actually a language now out. I believe it's. It's it's based on like it's it's like a Visual Basic or C sharp like language, where you can program for the Atari twenty twenty six hundred and, huh. and it will transpile to whatever gobbledygook Atari twenty six hundred takes now. So just so huh. you know, you you could make a uh, you can make a cartridge with it, a virtual cartridge, a cartridge ROM, and then upload it. Yeah, the retro scene's gotten pretty good. They got a lot of good tools nowadays, yeah. <laughs> way more than guys had back in the day. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mr. Mr. Titan, I cut you off there. No, no, I was just going to ask him because we were talking about games. So what 
is Town Crush kind of the the type of game that you like to play, Warren? Is or is this something different? What what is your taste in games? I mean, I like Match Three. I mean, I don't necessarily know that I'm the hugest fan. Like, you know, there are people <laughs> you're obviously way more into it than I am. I mean, the game is fun to work on, which is the main reason I like it. Yeah, you guys are switching on me now. I, I it's know, not I, I, me. That Faz well, has button control, and you got to watch right. out when that happens. No, no in terms of the games, I um I came up on on first person <clears throat> computers. Like I was at Epic for a while, so your Unreal Tournament and Gears of War and Fortnite and those sorts of games, and that's really what resonates with me. I think at a core level. But oh, and and role playing games. I was huge into that when I was younger. Uh, you know, the Commodore sixty four, Bard's Tale, Ultima, all that kind of stuff. Just yeah, the good stuff. I forget what game it was. Me and my buddy on the he had a C64 and it was a game and you you would it was an adventure game. You would go in and there was the worst enemy in there was called Berserkers. And we found this in one of the caves to where you could go in and out of that berserker room like a hundred times and with one spell you could kill him and you could level up like 75 levels in a night so we would stay up all night fighting berserkers and then go out and kill other things during the day we never slept (laughs) there's always an exploit isn't there (laughs) always so coming up with with uh all right with town crush right so now this is my this is my understanding and and you can feel free to tell me i'm an idiot because faz does on the regular anyway um i thought this was supposed to be like a mini game right like a holdover kind of thing to test out uh gala chain and it turned into a big fan favorite but then it disappeared and now it's back i mean help Help walk us through how this whole thing came about. Yeah, you're, uh, you're pretty correct. I mean, that's what we... So back back when I was developing Town Crush, it wasn't actually being developed for Galaxy. <clears throat> it was a little bit before that was ready for testing. And so uh, as I was pushing the prototype forward and working on it um, internally, uh, I got a ping from the Galaxy team. They're like, hey, we're looking for a test game. We want to put it on here and see how it holds up in a real scenario sort of thing. And like, is town crush ready for that? And I was like, yeah, we could get it there. You know, so I worked with the team. They put the gala chain code in there that needed to be in there. And it, it, it kind of became the test harness for those, uh, those early versions, but I guess at the time Geary, but you know. Oh, right. Right. Okay. So there was, so there was actually gala gala chain code in there then. Well, it called out to Galachenko. There was definitely <laughs> in, like, it's written in uh, the Godot game engine, uh, Town Crush, not Geary. Um, and uh, so, it, so it makes calls out to servers and such like that with commands and API stuff that Gala designed, but uh, the hooks are there. Nice. Okay. And so there was, and- there was some debate, there was some debate about uh, the integration level of Geary at the time. I remember or Valachain at the time. Um, there's on on CryptoFaz Academy, a lot of people apparently seem to be in the know and they 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 seem to say lots of things about technically how things are working with these games, but 
They're not the game developers themselves, and they're not Gala Games themselves, so it's it's debatable as to how accurate they are. One, some people like to weigh in on how the nodes work, which I think we it's been repeated enough that we we have an idea. But the games themselves, uh, I, I hear all sorts of things about how integrated uh, Gala Chain is into some of these games. Yeah, I think it wildly depends on the game. I mean, I'm I've I've really only been exposed to Town Crush, and we. In terms of Gala Chain actual interaction, we stored we stored the NFTs and stuff you bought. We stored information about the matches, like who you, know, you completed this level, you used the you know, 150 executioners or whatever you were doing, uh, and that kind of jazz. And we were going to eventually expand it out to handle high scores and stuff, but it never quite got that far. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, uh, so I do have some questions about the history of that, uh, and it sounds like this always has been some sort of test project. Um, I, I do vaguely recall a game saying, hey, we're going to test this out and put this here, and a lot of people have been calling for Town Crush to come back, and Gala Games has been saying, hey, God, it was just a test, and... Um, Frankly, that the 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 level the the way the game looked, it looked rather you know polished. Uh, so I'm I'm rather surprised that there was such a polished test. That if it was successful, why didn't they just keep it around? I mean, even even if it just did call out to the chain, I mean, did it did it cost money for them to constantly host it and run it? Is was no, that it was just an um, it's pretty lightweight. I don't think it really costs that much money if it costs anything in bandwidth. I mean. The thing, uh, what made it a really good early Geary test was that it was a pretty low bandwidth game. Like it wasn't constantly spamming transactions or constantly pulling the chain. It would be like, uh, you play your round for a couple of minutes and then submit your score sort of thing. Or you'd use an execution or it would write that out. Like it, it wasn't this super high frequency thing, you know, something like, I don't know, spider tanks might be or whatever. But yeah, the, the polish level on that test on that test version was a uh, a blessing and a curse, like because it, it made it look a lot more finished than it you know perhaps was, <laughs> but it uh, worked and it looked pretty and everybody liked it. So yeah, that was great. But so I, I wish I mean I wish it would have stayed around even with the ten levels, but but of course uh, I think you know the, the fans of uh, or or anti fans of Gala Games they would have eventually started bitching about that, like how come there aren't more levels. Yeah, I mean, that was, so what happened there was we had the test thing and the May Mayhem stuff. And then we uh, decided that after everybody liked it so much, we were going to develop it into a full game because it was never really going to go the whole way. But then once they saw the popularity of it, it's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. You know, let's uh, put Warren in charge of it. And, you know, can make it a full, you know, a, a real boy, you know, big game. And then that progressed for a while. I don't remember the exact timelines, but... It kind of came to an end around um, uh, the acquisition of Ember, uh, because Ember had a uh, had a couple match three games. They had Dragon Strike, they had Meow Match, and since Town Crush wasn't done, it was like, well, this this no longer seems like the greatest allocation of resources. So you know, perhaps we'll shelve that for now, or or perhaps forever, depending how it goes. That had to be some crushing news. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, um, <laughs> yeah, actually, 
I mean, it wasn't completely unexpected. Uh, the game was kind of dragging on a little bit in development. And then when some alternatives appeared, I was like, yeah, this might not go the way I want it to go. But that's just the reality. Like, developers have games canceled all the time. It's not unusual. So I kind of take it in stride. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just go work on something else then. It seemed to me, actually, that the, the game was, was at a certain finish level and just needed levels and and i thought i heard something along the lines of like a hundred levels were going to be made i mean technically even those levels could be generated right so uh, somewhat i mean that gets yeah i mean if it's just a raw like a simple match three like town crush was you could probably generate something and i actually had considered that doing some kind of level generator like a I take like one of those dungeon generation routines and just make it so each room becomes a cell on the board and just play it or whatever. Uh, there's no guarantee that it'll work, but you know, I bet a lot of them would. But yeah, I mean, again, the game was very, or the, you know, the prototype was very polished. And you know, while that was cool and I liked doing it, it gave people the perception that it was maybe more complete than it really was. Like so are you keeping... The- well, yeah, that's where I was just going to go is with with your new creative control here. Are you going to take it to the vision you originally had for it at this point? Yeah, well, that's the idea. I mean, that's why I want it or I'm enjoying the solo development like we talked earlier. And, you know, I get to do the stuff that I think is best for it sort of thing. And nobody can tell me, <laughs> you know, tell me any different. Um, and it's been good because I've I've actually gone back to the drawing board on the code and started over again and and built it back up from scratch uh it's it's a much more powerful base right now it is i'm i'm actually pretty happy with it Uh, the problem i had before was we were uh the game was there complete and running but trying to build stuff on top of it was a nightmare it was just like you know the old adage about the uh, the foundation of sand or whatever everything you did was just was just painful and slow and stuff would break. And so I vowed this time around, I was going to build it in a much better way. And that's been going really good, actually. Very good. Zorro has a question for you. Zorro is one of our uh, wonderfully integrated CFA community members and a huge part of the Gala ecosystem. He even puts Gala in his name, right? I'm sure you've bumped into him before. Uh, so he asks, what's the current stage of Town Crush? Will it have its own NFTs or Townstar interoperability? Is it going to kind of mesh together? Is What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, it will have NFTs. Um, not a ton, though, uh, at, at, at first, at least. I want to keep it relatively simple so I can actually you know, get it done. And... In terms of interoperability with Town Star, we have talked about that quite a bit. Actually, when I was internal, we talked about, hey, why don't we take Town Crush and make it like a little, you know, when you're waiting for your town to build, it'll pop up in a little window and you can just play a couple rounds while you're, you're just killing <laughs> time, right? You know, if you get a higher score, maybe you can speed up your build time or something. You know, stuff like that got bandied about but never actually came came to fruition. But um, yeah, integration with Town Star, I I don't have huge hopes for that, especially since it's going to uh, common ground now and all that. It's kind of same theme, but different IP and who knows. 
So it's this is this is actually going to be a full blown game, not just like a mini game or a tavern game or anything like that. Correct? Yeah. My my goal is to have it be an actual game that'll. Uh, in my head, the way it's going to look is it's going to ship probably with the same kind of functionality as it had back on the test, but structured in such a way that I can deliver new content like like each week, uh, little level packs, stuff like that. You know, it'll Ooh. have leaderboards, it'll have competition rankings, and uh, there's editors built into it so people can make their own level sets and share them with their friends and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's I, I'm really trying to push it out and make it something that'll last a little bit, you know, a little bit longer than a few weekends or whatnot. That's exactly what the, the gala community is looking for <clears throat> the ability to, to keep fresh with it really, because mm-hmm. you can only, you can only play a game so many times before it gets boring. Right. So if you can take that to that next level and allow, even like you were saying, the community to, to bring things into it and share different parts of it, so it stays fresh. I think that's a tremendous uh, way to look at it going forward. Yeah, user-generated content is a huge one for me. And I really want to have good tools so people will have a good time making levels and you know, make it easy to share and that kind of stuff. I think that's, well, my experience at Epic Games with Unreal Tournament, I mean, that was a huge part of why the game stayed relevant for so long is because you know we included the editor and we released these level packs. <clears throat> and it just kept the community engaged. Right, so that's just something I'm carrying forward. I think. Well, I'd, I'd love to be able to integrate other NFTs into the game besides just Townstar stuff. I mean, Miranda stuff, or even you know, I have a I have a set of NFTs. It'd be great to be able to add those in. I mean, or or anybody. I mean, that's I think that'd be a good way to keep the project going and keep it relevant for new NFTs that come out next year, two years, three years from now. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, that stuff gets tricky as to what integration means. Like, is it just some graphical, like like the Vox in in Townstar? Like, they're just there and they kind of walk around. And, you know, and at the time they were helping with earnings. That was kind of their whole you know, their whole purpose. Um, so the level of integration is what will affect how much you can actually do with that. But 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 I, mean, I like the idea. And, and somebody has been banging on me about you know. Uh, uh, can we get the box integrated somehow? <laughs> well, there, it could be a it could be a standard way, such as well. Then you need a, a a picture that would fit this template. I mean, if you're talking Town Crush, you just need pictures that you know maybe maybe have some animation um, standards that you want. So, and it would say, well, everything gets animated like that. If you if you provide a couple pictures, you should be able to integrate well, yeah. it to the game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you do provide some sort of a standard that people fit into, then it is easier. Um, like the box, just sitting here talking about it now, I'm like, well, there is a little avatar thing, like, you know, the farmer's face that reacts to everything that's going mm-hmm. on. You could probably, through some research, figure out how to render the box into a little window and get it to show up in that little avatar thing, which I think people would like. That'd Ooh. Be cool. Yeah, if you could put your own Vox or something in there yeah. that, that reads from your wallet or something, I think people would love that. That would be neat. That would be neat. That or or I would imagine the Gala community has been in the past, especially with Vox First and things like that, very, very, very into like the Easter egg concept of hiding things and discovering things in game. Um, that might be something where they have a secret mission 
to be able to enable that feature or something like that. That that might be something that they could really get into and would take the game, you know, to a to have like that little mini game inside the game itself. Yeah. Yeah, who knows where it will go, right? Like my intention is that this game lives for a while. So it'll have lots of opportunities to grow and evolve and add things to it. So Poonjob, who's been with us for a very, very long time in our three-year, almost three-year tenure here, uh, what makes a game, what makes Town Crush need blockchain? Why do you think a match three game needs NFT or tokenomics? Yeah, we just had an interesting discussion in gold the other day about that. And I'm actually, so kind of what I want to do with Town Crush is, I can only really speak to Town Crush specifically, but like I want to uh, try to approach it like a like a web like 2.5 game sort of thing at first. So we'll have blockchain integrated because I think there is a lot of, of interesting stuff that can happen there. Right, you can store things on the blockchain. You can um, store uh, leaderboards. Can have have batches of binary data with them that represent like what the player did during the game, and then. Uh, those games can be verified by just running it through the game engine sort of thing and storing those things on the blockchain is cool because they're trackable they're immutable and you can't really argue with the results you know right. and obviously you know little stuff we put in there if there's some sort of a currency you can buy we're going to want to track it because people because i like the idea of somebody who wants to come into town crush and they get involved and they buy a few things maybe and then they don't want to be involved anymore i like them having the uh, uh, the ability to get out, be able to sell and move on to some other game and not feel like they wasted their you know, their money. So let me let me add on to that towards the end of this and and ask this is kind of a follow-up. So with with the NFTs in the game, do you have creative control on that? Or does Gala come to you and say like, hey, we need you to integrate some NFTs in we need you to have four in it. You got to figure out how to do it. Or is that something that, that you just come up with and run with as you see fit? Yeah. The way the, uh, the way the contract is structured is that I have full creative control over everything. So, uh, oh. there is no, uh, there is no, uh, no influence from Gallup beyond whatever uh, advice I want to solicit from them, you know, and they're generous enough to provide. But in terms of creative direction, how, you know what NFTs do, how the game plays—that's all mine. Well, this is this is an area that that I've seen a lot of of uh, uh, gala supporter and and heckler opinions on. They they seem to think they know how the how gala works with these companies with, with companies that that of the games yeah. that they publish. It seems like uh, I've heard a lot of people saying that gala tends to strong arm um their their published games into doing certain things at certain times um now it might be that they do it with some games and not others and and it might be that your game town crush was at, because it was an experiment maybe they never uh, thought to go there but i was just curious if you had any insight into that how they how they work with with game developers well i mean it depends entirely on on the on the developer like town crush when i started it it was a gala product. It was a gala product, so they had full influence over everything they could. You know, I was working for them. Uh, but since since this whole well, thing, you had creative control. 
you had creative control. Yes, but, oh, but I mean, so not how does that work? not immunity to higher powers wanting something or other to happen, sort of thing. You know, like it is in any company. Um, right. Uh, but this new setup, though, that's you know that's removed, and I get I get to do whatever I want to do. Um, in, is in that scary? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like if it sucks, it's on me. Yeah, I can't blame anybody <laughs> <Right>. else. <laughs> but um, yeah, and well, I mean, in terms of how Gala works with other, other companies, I don't necessarily know that I can speak to that with any authority. But I do know that there's there's different ways things are structured, right? Like I think if you have a game, you come to Gala with a game and you sell a bunch of NFTs, and you've got this. Uh, this big pile of money that been you know, got delivered through the Gala platform. Gala has a lot more influence over what you do with that game and how you handle that game. In my opinion, uh, something like oh. Town Crush, where I'm an independent developer, you know, doing it on my mm -hmm. own at my own expense with no no support or or financing. It's there's really none of that. So there was the these executioner NFTs, I believe. Uh... They were for sale, weren't they? I think I, well, I know that I have at least one or two of them. Um, you know, I, I have, I have literally been trying to remember <laughs> how that worked. Um, I know there was an in-game store um, and you could spend stars in the store. I think we sold the stars, but I don't think we sold the executioners themselves. I remember, well, I remember I somehow arranged to, to get them and I don't remember if they're NFTs or something I purchased. I mean, that, back then in the heyday, every, <laughs> Everything was relatively cheap if you had Gala, but yeah. um, <laughs> expensive well, the, if you wanted to spend a dollar. Well, at the time, there was also um, uh, there was the um, what's it called uh, the Cursed Coop uh, NFT that would give you some free executioners every time you played, and that. But I don't think that was for sale. I think we gave that oh, to people who participated in the initial playtest or something like that. Hmm. Okay, but that's a that's a perfect example. I was curious if you happen to have whatever qualified you for an executioner back in the day, would that still be relevant later when, whenever this comes out again? Um, I'd like it to be, but the trouble is that, that, you know, that was an early, early version of Geary stored in a database someplace. I have the database, to be honest. Uh, I was meant, I was able to get it uh, from Gala. They were very cool about that, but I still don't know whether I can parse it or make any use of it. My goal is that if you had stuff, uh, we'll do something for you in the, you know, the full release, you know, you get something out of it. Going, going into the next iteration, the existential question that everybody always asks, let's ask it and get it out of the way. What, uh, what's your timeline look like for getting things up and running with this? Yeah. Um, my goal in my head is I want to have um, at least an early version running by the end of the year. That's kind of where I'm shooting. Uh, I think that gives, what is that, two and a half months? Mm -hmm. So two and a half months, you know, holidays notwithstanding, I should be able to get something up, I think. And maybe it'll be a closed, like a, like a, a small circle of enthusiasts who want to bang on it for me and you know, knock it out. But I mean, uh, I do want to get it out relatively soon um, i don't want it to drag on too long which is why i'm i'm targeting the original uh feature set right because i don't want to 
uh, uh, to expand too much, and then the game gets delayed, and then it's feature creep to death and all that. We've but, we've knocked down that door a hundred times on the show over the years, and I the the consensus seems to be is that they people would rather have something out that they can, as you say, bang on it and then get the feedback and then add. And the regular updates and the communication around the updates is really what keeps the pitchforks, you know, in the shed instead of uh, being sharpened in the, in the tool shed. Um, So we're, we're hoping that with this, with this next build that you do, you kind of can look back at some of not only your own interactions, but some of the other uh, previous communications on how that worked. So it's nice and smooth for you and you don't get to the point of frustrated with the community because they're frustrated with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having the community, like uh, particularly the hardline supporters, the people that really like the game, play the game as early as possible is super useful. It just you know they yeah you know, they will poke around you know and they will actually report bugs to you as opposed to you know discovering an exploit and keeping it in their pocket for later <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> but you know, yeah I mean getting it into the hands of fans is definitely the top goal and there's you know, a few tech things I have to work out still um, I, you know, I'm going to work with Gal on getting it hooked up to Gala Chain but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm still doing at the same time so it's it's tough, but I am I am internally committing to the beginning of the year. So we we had that uh, conversation in several of the channels on the Gala server about the ability. Some of the developers were saying, hey, we've been ready like forever and a day. It's Gala chain that's kind of holding us up you kind of alluded a little bit to that in the statement that you made that it's difficult connecting into gala chain. Do you see that as something as an obstacle to overcome or do you let gala kind of work on that on the back end and you just focus on the game itself? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's see, I, I, I like the direct experience in in communicating with Gala Chain. That was never my thing. I was just kind of like, hey, this needs to communicate. And the Gala Chain needs to be like, great, now it does, sort of thing. Here's <laughs> a performance in Wizardry, and now it does. Uh, so as to how difficult that was, I don't know. But I would imagine it's a lot easier now. I mean, that was like the first uh, first version of Geary that barely walked. Well, I mean, it held up against Town Crush, which was great. But yeah, the current version, I can only imagine it's much easier. But it sounds like... Sorry. So if they if they did all that stuff for you, it sounds like you don't have uh, the most insight into Gala Chain's current capabilities. Uh, not right now, no. And uh, that was ages ago. That was like a year and a half ago or so. So I mean, it's come a long way since then. So yeah, I don't have any great info on that, but I do know that I will be working with with Gala pretty soon. I've got access to a couple engineers who are cool enough to help me out with it. So I'm, I'm hoping it's not that painful. (laughs) We all hope that, um, Uh we have a question from teleport labs. Is this going to be an app or is this going to be like a browser game? Well, it was a browser game before and that brought with it 
lots of lots of challenges that I could, you know, and a bunch of them that I couldn't overcome. There was like, there's techie concerns, like not being able to, like when you're running in a browser as an HTML5 app, you can't access the local file system and you can't access the clipboard and you can't do a number of things that would be really handy and cool. So uh, my goal this time is to have native apps on, on the three big desktop platforms and iOS and Android. That's what I want to have. Having any no idea? Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I paused to collect myself, but, uh, right. Well, I mean, I don't have any experience with Android, but, uh, just since I'm using Godot, I can't imagine that it's more than a few checkboxes. I hope <laughs> I'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know, in the development world, it's really that easy. You just poke checkboxes and everything works, right? Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you shooting? Titan will set you yeah. Straight. Are are you shooting for any particular one of those as like the first go, whether it be desktop or mobile first? Well, the easiest thing to uh, get it up and running on is desktop. That's where it runs now. So we can do Mac, okay. Windows, and Linux there really easily. Uh, it's yeah, it's working on all three of those already. So having people do the early tests um, on desktop, I think, is probably the way to go. Awesome. Mr. Faz, I've cut you off like four times. I, I know. know you had a slew of things to talk. I'm sorry. I get excited when we when we have developers on. I like to pepper them. <laughs> well, I do have a, a question here. Uh, is this the only game that you're working right now or that, that you want to reveal right now? It's the only one that I'm personally working on. Yeah. It's good to hear. So uh, I'm... Then sounds like uh, December timeframe shouldn't be hard to meet, right? Well, depending, since it is only me, you, any stumblers or any challenges, you know, put pressure on the timeline. But uh, things have been going actually really well. I've been pleased. Um, just on a personal note, I think my my growth as a software engineer over the last couple of years has really it's starting to come together nicely and I feel pretty comfortable with a lot of stuff. So there's not a lot that scares me off right now. So I, I, I remain optimistic about the end of the year. You know, I, I would be interested uh, in hearing how you guys, how, how you actually test the game and put it together. Cause at one time you had made some little dev blogs on, on YouTube for, for town crush. I'd love to be able to see more stuff like that with with games that the various developers are working on. Uh, for my my experience in getting them to agree to to show their stuff or show how they're building their stuff uh, hasn't gone very well. Uh, people tend to like to keep their cards close to their chest before a game has come out or before even a new feature has come out. Yeah, and they definitely don't like to show bugs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I tend to I tend to lean on the side of I like being a lot more open and a lot more just like, yeah, this is you know this is what it is. It's yeah, it looks a little ugly right now. I'll fix it. That part's broken. Don't touch it. You know that kind of thing is fine with me. I don't I don't care. Um, so far the devlogs have been mostly uh, they've been pretty techy oriented. It's like, oh oh, I did this with the data compression, or oh, I did this with the server, or I'm doing this with the database, and that's. Uh, that's interesting to a certain subsect of people, but I think a lot of people want to hear about the game, what it looks like, how it plays, and that kind of stuff. And I am anticipating that as 
as as the weeks go on, we'll see some sort of a shift eventually because I'll have the core technology together eventually. <clears throat> and then, you know, it'll, it'll be all about like, oh, and this is how I tweaked the gameplay and this is how I tweaked how the you know, matching feels and sounds and the timing on things and that kind of jazz. So I think it will swing back more into gameplay stuff pretty soon, hopefully. I have a very big question for you. Oh. Um, so why, why Gala games? Why? I mean, you could drop it on steam. You could drop it on any of the other dozen, you know, web three platforms that are being built out at this point. What made you want to choose Gala games to, to launch this on? Well, well, first of well, there's a couple of reasons. I mean, you know, the main one being that I, I like Gala. <laughs> Yeah, I just nothing do. I wrong like with company. that. No, I like the people. I like the you know, technology. I like the you know the mission. I like all of it. And you know, there's also the small point that you know Town Crush is their IP. So, oh, okay. Use it. Yeah, it's in the contract that I can use it for Town Crush, but I don't own it. You know, it's just you know I have a usage license for it. Got and it. Um, yeah, and the truth is, I can actually release it on on whatever platform I want to. The contract's very open that way. I, I, I'll probably start with Gala, but you know, hopefully we'll get into like, I mean, if it proves you know popular and worthwhile, we can get it into the iOS store. We can get it into other platforms. Steam maybe, who knows? Like I could do whatever I want really, but I think- The, the iOS store, the iOS store would be happy with, with Web3 now? I thought iOS, uh, Apple had a problem with that. Kind they of announced something recently, didn't they, that they were cool mm -hmm. with it? Or Well, to a point, they, they're oh. going to take their 30%. Uh, that's what's being still argued about now. They're open to the concept of it, but the payment is where the, the rocks are gnashing together. Yeah, which is, might work out okay for me. Like I say, we're kind of doing like a, a very light web three layer on the initial release is not going to be hardcore like you know tokens and nfts flying everywhere and all that so hopefully just some use of an external blockchain wouldn't be a big problem for them yeah we'll see do you see do you see that <clears throat> that blockchain being more useful um over time for gaming i mean how do you how do you relate personally when you look at, hey, do I launch this as a traditional game or or as a blockchain game? What's the benefit to you from the developer side on using blockchain over just traditional means of releasing a game? Well, from the developer side, I mean, I I I, I do get use of that transaction history on the you know, on the blockchain, which is handy. Um, to be honest, there's not a ton of advantages for a developer. But I think it's more about like what the players get out of it, right? Like being able to have to own their digital goods. I mean, that's a huge part of it, and that's the biggest thing missing from Web two gaming. So having the blockchain uh, be able to alleviate that, I think, is a huge win. And I think it's going to be like kind of like microtransactions were, like you know, back in the day, people people just had a fit. <laughs> you know, they hated that stuff when it first came out. And now it's like, it's expected. Every game has microtransactions. And I think eventually every game will have blockchain. 
So Frankie or Gold is asking, I think some, something similar. Uh, does the iOS store have a problem with NFTs? You know, honestly, I don't know because I haven't even looked into it. Um, I, I, I do want to do a native iOS app, but if that's some sort of a roadblock, then we'll have to work around it somehow. All right. Well, so, I got my... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead, Faz. I'm hogging this entire. No, I got my question. <laughs> so I go for it. I'm a little strong willed today. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, in, yeah, it is. I'm excited. I had a I had a crappy week at my day job. My uh, colleague was out on holiday this week, so I had to do like eight times the work. So I was in total stupid mode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so I'm pretty excited. Uh, so. When it comes to this this whole gaming development piece, yeah, how much time do you actually spend building a game? I mean, is it like a a forty hour work week for you, or do you just kind of, as you kind of think of something, you you go and you write it? How how does that work on the back end? You know, I've, I've been trying to. Trying to try, try, try to figure that out actually as, as I go along, like what is the right, you know, the right cadence to it. Like uh, back when I started in game development, I mean, people would just work like stupid hours. Just you know, it's just like you're always at your desk, you're always working on it because you you love what you're doing and you're 20 years old, so you don't care. Um, you know, but as I get older, I'm like I, you know, I kind of care, and I don't want to sit here all the time, so. <laughs> Right now, I'm trying. I'm trying to work it into like a 40-hour work week. Although I tend to work, you know, do stuff on the weekends too. But and then you add ADHD to that, and uh, you know, you you don't get anything done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like programming is like a, an interesting uh, profession. Like you, I could sometimes sit down and say, "Yeah, I'm going to sit here for six hours and grind some stuff out," and you do it. And other times, you have to go and sit in the chair for two hours and just think about something and then stand up and code it in 10 minutes at your desk because you were able to reason through it. So it just depends 100% on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Uh, but in so general, was... it, uh, uh, sorry, but in general, this is the only thing I'm doing. Uh, this is my job, so to speak. So I spend as much time on it as I reasonably can, you know, uh, to be open. I like working on it, so I work on it. Well, that's a that's a good thing, and and that is part of what Gala has been communicating. They they don't communicate beyond, hey, we work really hard at this. You have no idea how hard we're working. And so when we talk to the devs, I like to ask that question of, you know, what is what does it look like for you there? Because a lot of people I think don't don't understand. And Faz brought me around on this over the years as we've talked about it more and more that dev work is a lot harder than people think it is, right? It's not just like going into Canva and <clears throat> making a screen look pretty and pushing a button to save it and there's your game, right? There's there's constantly things that are going on. And so that's a really good perspective uh, coming from your side so that people can kind of see behind the curtain a little bit and you know, hey, this guy isn't going to burn himself out working 15-hour days, seven days a week, 
And having that creative control like you you had gotten with your contract, as you mentioned, is, yes. is huge, too, because the community can communicate directly with you to be able to see about things and ideas and, and everything that they'd like to see in the game and gives you new ideas to test out. I, I think that's oh, yeah. one of the biggest parts of people. You know, quite honestly, I think people value that more than a token or an NFT or anything, being able to have some input and see it actually implemented into that. And and if it fails, it fails, but at least they know someone's listening and someone's trying to implement things that players want. Well, that's, that's easy to do for simple games, but the more complicated they get, the, the harder it is to, to work in um, suggestions you know, if yeah, if 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 Town Crush is doing things in a you know three by three grid, and somebody says, "Hey, I want a twenty by twenty grid," or I want to have a dynamically sized grid, uh, then you have a number of design problems you got to get in there. And and what what's funny is you work hard on something, you work like you know just a long on something, and people will see it, they'll get it, and they'll be like, "Aha! Well, then you could just do this too, right?" Yeah, that's another like six months. Of work. <laughs> it's yeah, it certainly follows that you can do that, yeah. but it's going to take a lot longer. In the meantime, I can make it so you can change the color pretty, <laughs> pretty easy. Well, I mean, I think to a degree that's a bit of a uh, that comes with experience. It's a bit of an art form. Like you can take the you take the feedback from the community. Like I remember now that you mentioned it, I remember back when we did the uh, the initial play test. I think it was after June Mayhem. We sent out a questionnaire to people who were interested. Um, what did you like about the game? What would you like to add about the game? I got an insane amount of feedback. I have a gigantic spreadsheet someplace of all the stuff that people suggested. Like there's there's no shortage of ideas. And I think that your job as a designer is to not just say yes or no, but also look at the idea and say, well, is there a kernel here we can pull out? Like, can we get the core of this in somehow? You're not the exact idea, maybe because they don't fully understand the big picture of the game, but we could do part right. of it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that that's all I'm getting at. When when people look at in my case, you know, in the business world, when people look at the applications <laughs> that I've made and they, they they come to the next conclusion pretty quickly, it's and, and I give them part of it, then it's there's always some consternation. It's like, how come you, you got this seemingly con- complicated thing done but you can't just do this one thing you can't you can't take the this list over here and this list over have them like you know looking at each other it's like well this list comes from over here this list comes from over there and the way we have to get them and marry the data get back together and then update the data later it looks easy but it's not so there's that that's all i wanted to get and i see a lot lot of people complaining on cfa and, and games about certain things that they'd like to see that can be orders of magnitude harder. And all of a sudden, everybody's an expert. Everybody's a software developer. And they're like, well, I know such and such a game. Well, oh, I, I could program this. Yeah, you could, but you're not a software developer. It's like, yeah, that shouldn't take more than a weekend. It's like, that's eh, actually going to take about three months. But, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. I used to have a boss. Yeah. I used to have a boss who would, who would always start a, a difficult conversation with how hard would it be how would it be to do this huh that's six months to do right there what i don't get it 
Why, why, I, what am I paying you for? Well, you're paying me so that you can get what you have, the promises that you have made done. But, you know, he would, he, my, my bosses would always be six months in the future. They, they'd be selling things that they oh, didn't God, have, yeah. you know, and, and, and I see Gala Games doing that. And I see people getting really pissed, you know, because Gala Games says, hey, we're going to make a deal with such and such. This is something that you'd never hear with other game companies. We're going to make a deal with such and such. And then we've made a deal with such and such. And then everybody has to wait three years for such and such to be developed. And um, this is this is why other game companies shut the hell up and they don't tell what you're doing, what they're doing until right before they come out, because people don't want to wait once they've heard about something. It's it's literally people are saying lie to me. I I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I think there definitely is a balance there. I think that companies um, like Blizzard are maybe a little too uh, they're too closed up. I know you'll hear hear nothing about a game for like four years, five years, and then suddenly it appears. I don't love that particular cycle, but I stuff that's a little more open is more my bag. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's limits. You can't go too far because sometimes like plans change, right? Like, oh, we signed a deal with so-and-so and that's great. But then six months later, that's not quite working out. Well, so if you are open, the, the the audience may not understand. If you if you literally say, we're going to have 100 new levels out for Town Crush in a couple months and you don't, they're going to start calling you a, a scammer. You know, well, yeah. the, the crypto community will start calling you a scammer. And then you'll be like, well, if you're like Benefactor, um, you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. Uh, we're working as hard as we can. And it's, people don't want to hear that. They want to see done games. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's my observation. And that's, I constantly try, I constantly give Titan and other people a hard time explaining that software development is hard. People think it's easy, maybe with chat GBT. people think it's easy, but it's not. Yeah. That's something I, t I try to explain to people too. They're like, oh, Oh, my kid wants to get into game development. I'm like, are you sure? Because it really <laughs> is a job, I swear. <laughs> and then, and then just adding, adding a feature. So if you have 30 features in a game and you add one feature, you haven't always added just one thing. It interacts with all the other features. So yeah, you've added some bugs too. Yeah. Well, you, you always, whenever you add new features, you create bugs with the right. old and the new code. And God forbid you you try and change your pattern at all because then it's all screwed. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a matter of managing uh, the expectations on that stuff. Like you're learning how much to you know, how much to tell the community and how much not to tell the community, and hopefully I'll land in a good place. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Well, the, you hmm. know, we've learned over the years <clears throat> that communication is key to that, hmm. and being being up front with the community and letting them know what's going on and what the problems are. And if there's delays knowing early rather than four hours before everybody's geared up to play it is a big key. And talking with the community, if someone has suggestions or you mention a feature that you're putting in the game and two weeks later, you find that it's going to be a little difficult having those dev notes or stuff like that, that says, you know what I'm having, I'm getting nothing but bugs trying it this way. We're going to put that one off to the side for a moment. We're going to move on with the, the development on the other piece. I'm not throwing that away, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on it behind the scenes a little bit. Then you don't have pitchforks. 
people are going to be, you know, a little disappointed, sure. but they know what the hell's going on. If you can communicate with the the fans of your game, you are going to have the the most insane leg up on the rest of these developers. If you're nice about it. If you're nice yeah, about that, it, yes. That you could ever imagine be nice because and, that's what they want. They'd be nice and open and informative and don't you don't have to tell them everything necessarily, but tell them no. just just try to be honest about it. That's what I think it you know, really is about. It's like that old you know, the old cliche, the easiest thing to remember is the truth. <laughs> right? right. So just be open about the development. There's a bug here, I got stalled here, whatever. It's just yeah, I think that's the key to it. I mean I am gonna take I take issue with that comment I just saw about Chat GPT because <laughs> ChatGPT has been a uh, what you know, uh, like a real story from the trenches. I mean, I love ChatGPT. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it is uh, in the course of this thing, I've had to learn about um, writing PHP and setting up a a, a database on a server and uh, having Godot communicate with that. And just all sorts of programming questions come up all day long and being able to throw them into an AI, it's not always chat GPT. Like I have them integrated into a few of my IDEs as well. The ones from JetBrains are really good about that. But just being able to throw a code snippet in and just have it explain it to you is almost mm -hmm. like having a second programmer beside you because you could be like, okay, you think it does this, 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 and this. Yeah, chat GPT That's is- That's not what I intended. Okay, For, for me, it. chat GPT is fired <laughs> stack overflow. If I, if I have a yes. problem- I would I would post code to Stack Overflow, and of course you have to anonymize it and stuff like that. You, you're like, okay, this is this is my problem, and people get really pissy on Stack Overflow. Well, you need to you need to have the entire problem written out. ChatGPT a lot of times will just know where you're going, and you'll throw some code down and be like, what's going on here? I'm trying to do this. And it'll be like, oh, I see where you went wrong. You should actually be doing it this way, and it may not get its code right. Mm -mm. Well, honestly, the amount of times that I ask about? it to generate code or well, never actually, I just generally will put my own code in there and talk about it with it. Like I'll just say, you know, this is doing this. It's a little bit weird. And then it will, uh, half the time, it'll throw in a little side comment at the end. It'll be like, oh, by the way, if this value is this, you're going to have a problem. You know, I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, shit, you're right. So I'll have to put in some guards for that. Or whatever, well, I've always wanted like hello world examples. Like if I go and work with a new technology, it's like, okay, okay, yeah. I understand that you got to do this and this. But when I tried to get that to work, it didn't work. Just show me a hello world example. And it blows out a hello world example. And it's like, okay, I got I got this basic thing written out. And then you can start asking questions about it. What's this part for? What's that part for? And that's when it goes into, oh, well, let me explain this and just rolls it all out for you. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's uh, the way I explain it to people is it's like having a a much more experienced programmer that sits beside me that just mm -hmm. ha hangs out all day so I can ask questions. You'd be like, hey, what does this thing look like to you? Sort of thing. <laughs> or this is broken. Or I'm getting this weird error message. What does that mean? Oh, right. Okay. Let me fix it. Like, and I don't consider that cheating. I consider that it just leveraging yeah. technology. I mean, it's so I'm a little bit troubled how my, my kids' school. Is portraying ChatGPT, and I think I think really what they don't want is kids to to use it to do their homework. I understand or, or that, like write essays or whatever. But, but with with them and their friends and stuff like that, I'm starting to find that kids are like, "Oh, you use ChatGPT? It doesn't know what the hell it's talking about." Well, actually, it does. It's this you you're, you might be using it the wrong way, or you really your teachers don't want you to use it. Now, yes, it does have hallucination problems. Um, 
In fact, I found a lot of success with it when I treat it like another human. Sometimes it'll make this weird ass claim and I'll be like, show me a reference. Exactly. And it'll be like, oh, well, uh, I got that wrong. And actually it should be this. And I was like, I thought so, because that looked weird. So, I mean, you shouldn't trust everything it gives you if, if something seems weird. One, one thing I was asking it about taxes and I asked, I put in a tax form name and it told me something totally different. And I'm like, that's not tax related. What the hell is this? And they're like, oh, oh we got it wrong uh, since you're, you're talking about taxes. Okay. So well, just like another human, a human could get on the wrong path so can chat gpt sure even source code i mean like you have to i even just today i threw some snippet in there i was asking it about it and it came back with some suggestion i looked at it and i'm like hey, that's not valid gp script you can't do that so i was like are you sure that's my favorite phrase with it are you sure but it's like oh geez no sorry uh what you want to do is this instead so some and and yeah, so that's like not a healthy even sense of skepticism is is the best way to use it well that's that's not even a hallucination but uh say you and I were to talk code, at some point I'm going to lose context with what you're talking about. And I'm going to go, wait, what? Well, ChatGPT never says, wait, what? It just rolls it all out. It just assumes, oh, okay, I'm just going to go with what I know. Yeah. Blah. And then you're like, you're full of shit. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me tell you the other thing. And you're like, okay, yeah, you're right. What the hell? It just, it just doesn't understand context clues sometimes. And okay, that's easy to fill in. Yeah, I expect that by ChatGPT by version six or seven, we should have all that ironed out and it'll be flawless. But <laughs> but yeah, but right now I, I, I treat it like a human coworker. I look at the stuff it tells me mm -hmm. and I, I do my own research and I verify that what it's saying is correct before I start using it. But it's still a huge time saver. Like, yeah, you in I the right direction. Imagine. Yeah. Well, and you, you know what you know what the correct code looks like anyway even if it's a new language you're like ah yes i was looking for something i knew it should look like yeah. that and then you know then if it compiles then <laughs> that helps uh, yeah but that's where you get those little moments you're like you look at the code and you're like just as a you know an experienced programmer you're like that doesn't feel right or that, that smells bad um yeah. you know he misunderstood something let me rephrase it or whatever yeah and i i like i mean you could you can say create an object that has this. And this is, this is what, I don't know if, if JetBrains has caught up with this or not, but in the past I've wanted to just create an object with these five properties in it, you know, um, and they'd have a little wizard and stuff like that with chat GPT. You could just say, create an object with that, that would get, get common things to do with phone numbers and addresses. Blah, it, it blows that out. And then you can just go modify it. Bang, 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 bang. So it's it's nice to just get the the base down for if if you had a, a lot of code to throw down. Well, and honestly, something people don't necessarily think about is like um, like as programmers, you often end up with, hey, I've got this this chunk of data that I or this chunk of text data, let's say that I need to massage in a certain way, so I can write a little Python script or something to knock that out, or I could paste it into ChatGPT and tell it to do it, <laughs> and nine times out of ten, it'll do it. So it's almost like a great little. Uh, script writing utility be like yeah i need this formatted and anywhere you see an m i need this thing shifted over and blah 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 and it, and it does it mm -hmm. and you, you so mean great. you don't need regex because there, there are people i know yes. that are great with regex in the windows uh, sorry in the in, in the visual studio like search and replace box they're like you could put regex and you do this 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 ink weird strange incantation and it like fixes all your code I don't need to worry about that shit with ChatGPT. It just—I hate it so much. <laughs>
I haven't even tried ChatGPT for because I've been out of of software development uh, for a little while. I haven't even tried it to like write SQL statements or mm-hmm. or you know anything like that. I've had it I've had it generate code from languages that I didn't understand. Like how would it be done in this language? Uh, that that's that's the biggest one again because it in the past it would take so much research with Stack Overflow and so on and you're like you see an example on Stack Overflow and they're like almost there and you're like yeah but I don't want to do it that way I want to do it a different way I know I'm missing a keyword or I'm missing some little thing ChatGPT will just yeah it does remove that entire game of trying to guess the right keyword when you're searching at Google that drove me insane. I think I think what it what it really is is people somehow think that ChatGPT is like God and will write everything. Or if you're a script kitty, you think that that ChatGPT is going to write the whole program for you. No, it's not. It's no. you can tell it to write a whole program. It may not work, and if it does work, it's going to work in some whack ass way that ChatGPT th- thinks it will. But if you work with it for a while, you'll, you could say, okay, what you got there is good. Adjust this. Take out that loop, and can you use like I don't know something else, some, some other mathematical structure, mm-hmm. or let's make this, boy, you're iterating, you're iterating a lot through this. Is there a way that you can combine these in a different way? You know, I forgot the name for it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? And then it, it'll, it's like, oh, you want to use a matrices or something like that. Yeah, well, we could do that. Let's put this in an array. Let's do this, you know. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's literally one that I've done in, in, in recent memory. I, I took a big chunk of code. I threw it in there and I just said, is there any way to simplify this? And it was like, <laughs> Yeah, you can do this. I was like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's great for that kind of stuff. So I don't have to spend an hour looking at a block of code just to find an optimization or to shrink it down or whatever. Or well, I got somebody somebody speaking up for me here. I see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was I, I was talking to Titan earlier. I mean, I'm really enjoying this um uh this solo indie uh, dev thing. It, it it's been a great it's it's one that I've wanted to do for uh, my entire career, and now I actually get to do it. It's it's fun. It's, fun. it's scary, but fun. <laughs> Nothing scary about it. You you already have a proven winner, all right? People are already fans, and it's just reiterating it in a different, slightly different way with more of your vision uh, added to it. So I, I think you're off to a fantastic start with that. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. It's 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 nice to work with a proven game that people have experienced and 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 do like. You know, it's, it's not a complete unknown coming out of nowhere. So, uh, in in the spirit of of gala community, they're gonna expect then by if you release in January and February, the virtual reality version where the blocks commit your head is gonna be ready then, right? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a whole thing that I'm not even have no experience with managing a community post release. That's going to be fun, but I, I think if I no, just keep I, on the, the same pattern I'm on now, just keep it open, honest, and just keep going the, forward. The community seems to love you, Warren. Um, they they do, and and they're you know they're a critical bunch. You watch that chat go by, yeah. and you know that and and there's not stupid people in any of these servers, right? There's a lot of really, really smart people. And when you can relate with them like that and you're building that relationship with them as you have been, and as you move forward with this project that's already a proven winner, I think I think you are going to do very, very well with the release of this game. 
man, I hope so. That would be a nice capper to all this. Of a nice successful game that people like playing. It's just it's because that's, that's one the of the goal. Most, <laughs> honestly, during the mayhem events and people were playing and people were talking about it, they were bitching about level eight was impossible and level twelve is too hard and all this stuff. <laughs> that was a freaking blast. And I can't wait to do that for like months <laughs> on end. You know, it's just you know, it's gonna be great, but I gotta get over the hill first. Well, I, I don't uh, think one, you're gonna have a problem. One of the things I liked about Town Crush is um just the way the animation worked when, whenever, whenever, like sometimes when, when the blocks would hit each other, you'd see one block hit another one, the other one react, and then they both shake and then they, you know, go nuts. And as, especially when they all go nuts, you, you get this inner, like, I get this inner, like adrenaline dopamine reaction. Cause it's like, Oh man, I made all this shit happen. You know, that's, that's what I really like about it. You know, and that, that, uh, that ties into a big thing about um, uh, what makes the game good makes people want to stick with it and it's generally not the larger features it's uh the moment to moment gameplay how does it feel move by move like shooters or match threes or any of them are the same way it depends how the game feels how it responds to you is it <clears throat> is it quick is it satisfying and if you can get that nailed down then it's just you can you're on a good path it didn't look cheap as faz mentioned those little details like that was something that really set it apart. It it wasn't. It didn't look like a cheap game that somebody threw together. So well, I mean, that is that, the, that is big. Well, yeah. And when you see that level of polish and that level of like love put into it, you, I get the feeling that the developer likes the game. They care. You know, they're not just cranking right. it out because they're trying to get some shovelware out the door or something. They actually shovelware <laughs> care that if yeah shovelware. <laughs> that's a super old term, but uh, yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like. When the game looks good, that's my new good. favorite phrase. <laughs> oh. Shovelware and vaporware. But um, I've heard vaporware, but shovelware. Well, shovelware is when you've actually put something out. It's just shovel worthy. <laughs> shovel it out the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, anyway, like if you can nail that juice down, that uh, the moment to moment gameplay, it makes you feel like the developer cares and, and you get a little more invested emotionally, at least I think. I played some match three games off the iOS store that are completely uninspired. Like you play them and you make the match, stuff falls down. It's all like linear and it's all constant speed. And you're like, this feels like garbage. You know, why would I play this? Well, Tetris was huge back in the day. And this takes that to an expanded level. Well, and Tetris... when you can change it up and, and do things different and integrate different things, people would absolutely love that. Well, Tetris, when you get all your blocks to a certain point, and this is this is early days, but when you got your blocks to a certain point, the whole the whole row would flash. And then if and if you, you you hit everything just right, you'd see multiple rows flashing, and then the more would come down and they would hit and those would flash. And, and the flashes were the neat part. And what what I like about Town Crush is kind of have the, the, the next generation of those flashes. You get you you see things hitting each other and spinning around and and you know exploding and stuff like that. And that's that's the part that that really gets me going. It's it's then you want to do more of it, yeah, especially it, when you when you hit those executioners, you know, and you you like take out like one section of the map that that was really hard. You couldn't you couldn't get done. You you throw one of those in there, and it hits that spot, and then you see things go ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, or even just the rage of like you use your last executioner and it flies to a completely unrelated part of the level, and like you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i wanted <laughs> but it keeps you engaged because you're you know you're, you have emotions you care so it's cool. all good 
All right. So, uh, so we're, we're over an hour here and, uh, we, we probably want to uh, make use of, uh, not, not waste your time because we want you to work more on town crush. <laughs> <laughs> any, any last oh, questions Mr. Titan, get back to work. For, for people in chat? Uh, for me, just thank you so much, Warren, for coming in here and allowing us to get to know you a little bit, find out more about the game. And I thought this was a fantastic conversation. Yeah, it was thank a lot you. of fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me on. I think I think we should have another show on ChatGPT. In fact, probably even possibly even how to use it, you know, with, with programming and other things. Yeah, um, that might be fun, actually. I'm a, I'm a big defender of it. Yes, it does get things wrong. But so do other humans. I mean, I, I could I probably go to Warren's house and we could talk about code for a while and, and both of us could misunderstand each other for a while, just like we would with GPT. So, I mean, it, it, it really has to do with just context. And people, what's nice about ChatGPT is it's really good at figuring out the context. I've asked it some generic questions. Um, and then what's even better is it, is it will come out with something. And then I'll just say, what about this? And it knows from the previous conversation, what I was talking about. And it knows what, what about mm -hmm. this means. Can't do that with Google. With Google, you say, what about this? And it's like, it remember, remember previous search. Yeah, but how, how Google search is not just the front end of uh, chat GPT by this point, I have no idea. Like, well, they got barred over there. Yeah, they're well, developing their own. I think that's if, the obvious reason. Notice, they're trying to make their own. But once they get that If you notice done, when you Google like, something now, um, you do get a blurb every time you Google. There's a there's a blurb before all the results. That's an AI right there. Oh, that summary or whatever that pops up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's an AI doing the summary. And it's I think it's going to get to a point where the the links are going to get lower and lower. Um, it's kind of funny because if if you remember Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. um, where ChatGPT is that computer voice that everybody was at talking. To. Yes. <laughs> that's it's a good a, option. I like that. Hey, do this kind of search. Well, I remember, okay, back oh in the day, God. 1987, when it what came What happened out, to the, we were at stop. an hour. <laughs> no, I, I remember, no, I just, I just remember how could the computer even understand the context? But no, this is great. I, I'd love to, I hope by the time I'm like 70 or 80 that, you know, that Alexa can be as smart as ChatGPT. I wanted to, you, by the way, on, on ChatGPT, if you have the phone version you can actually hit these like headphones up top and you can talk to it like it's a person, like just oh. like it's on the phone. Cool. That is great because when I'm driving, a lot of times I think of a lot of things and I'll like, I want to research things while I'm driving. And I'll be like, oh, tell me about how these chemicals work with these other chemicals. Because I have <clears throat> a lot of weird desires. It just blows into it. <laughs> on a rando topic. Yeah. You really oh, need to stop talking topics. fast. <laughs> oh, I'm just getting started. Total, total random to topics. And it will just roll it all out. And then uh, so it's, it makes for interesting conversation if you're interested in learning. Well, to be honest, I mean, I know we're running long, but the uh, the coolest thing that I saw recently, and you probably saw it on the website, at least, ChatGPT4, um, you can now just uh, uh, just throw images at it. You can grab screenshots and stuff, just throw it at it. Uh, the other day, I was having some database issue. I took a screenshot of the database program with the you know the index and how it was defined. I just threw it in there. I just said, "This is giving me an error," and it completely understood the contents. Of oh, the really? Really? It, it just parsed it. Just it like started. It was, just parsed it like it was text, like it was nothing. And I was like, "Holy sh!" Well, it will draw you chat. Uh, sorry, it will draw you text pictures because uh, at one well, yeah. point I was I was trying to describe the visitor pattern to somebody. If you know what that is, hmm. and I said, "Can you? Can you?" 
drawn me a picture of it and it drew like a ASCII version of the visitor <laughs> pattern, which I thought was really cool. And then, and then labeled it and says, okay, what questions about this picture do you have? So that I found really helpful. Yeah, exactly. That's where I see it going is once ChatGPT is able to talk to the internet and do stuff and interface with Amazon and stuff, it's just going to become you talking to your phone for everything you want. And it just happens. Like you have some magic assistant. It's going to be Star Trek. Cannot it's going to be Star Trek. And, 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 and right now people are all like doing this on their phones. After a while, it's just going to be people talking to nothing all the time. All the, all the kids are just going to be talking. I'm not talking to you, dad. I'm talking to the computer. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have like an earpiece or something stuck down in their ear and just be like all day long. I'm totally here for it. Baz is an iPhone guy. I was an Android guy for a long time until last year when I just got tired of dealing with all this shit. And, uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually of all the assistants, I'm least impressed with Siri, and maybe because it because it came first, because it's the stupidest out of all of them. Yeah, uh, one thing ChatGPT T does is make Siri look like an idiot. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I, I like Alexa because at least Alexa can like identify a song if you like give it a lyric or something. But even even Alexa looks stupid as hell compared to ChatGPT when when you when you turn on the uh, the audio mode with it. Well. You know, and going back to the Google thing I was talking about, I mean, all I really want from Google, like, yeah, I want it driven by AI, but I, but I just want to do searches with natural language. I'm sick of yeah. figuring out keywords. I don't want to figure out what the SEO wants. I just want to say, hey, I'm looking for this thing from my childhood. It was red. It kind of looked like this. And it's just yeah. like, oh, oh, you mean this? So you can buy it over there on eBay. And, <laughs> and follow-up questions, too. You, you can't do follow-up questions. Yeah, context, follow-up questions, all that. You could be like, okay, the same thing I told you. What about that in yellow? And then be like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> the scary future in the movie. Have you guys seen the movie Her? I think I did. I haven't. This is with uh, Joachim Phoenix, I think. And he uh, he basically fell in love with his personal assistant. Uh, I was at the Scarlet Johansson. An, um, and it was like another every... one. What's that? Like X, X Machina it's like from is, is what it was called. X Machina. Yeah, whatever. Oh, that that's. That's not exactly the same thing. Her was a literal personal assistant. And I think it was um, it was the whole computer, the OS was the personal assistant. Yeah. Um, and so it, it ran everything, which of course they will. We'll, we'll have nothing left to do but sit on our fat asses and die. It's going to be like the ending of Wally. We're all going to have hover carts. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> well, okay, this is this is what I don't get. People, people, to, to me, that's progress. So if I was able to write, I don't know, a couple lines of completely tested code in one day, an AI is going to be able to make it so I can run, write 10 lines a day. That's completely tested. Or it might, it, it seems to solve problems on an order of magnitude more because it's like you have a whole team almost of people. You're like, hey, can you just blow this out for me because this is all the tedious work. I don't want to have to do this. Just do it. It goes, blah. Puts it all out. And then you're just the ones figuring out the problems. Great. I want to figure out the problems. I don't want to sit there and worry about just creating classes or, you know, just creating the infrastructure. It's like, okay, roll out this pattern, except name this object, this and name this, that, and it'll get three quarters of it. So it's, it saves me a lot of work and time. Yeah, I mean, the time saved has just been the big one for me. I'm just like, Hey, I'm, I'm getting this error message from my database program. It says something about an index or some shit. What does that mean? Sort of thing. And it just says, oh, it means this. Bang. I just saved myself 45 minutes of Googling. 
So games yeah, faster. Yeah. And, and what you're We're pushing your deadline query, back now. Like I wrote a query like this. You'd say, I wrote a query like this. Why is it even complaining about an index? It'd be like, well, you do know that your query actually uses this index on the join, right? Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that just saved you half an hour fooling around, debugging, all that. Yep. I mean, it's, it's great. And you could, you could ask as stupid of a question as you want, because if you had another developer in the room who thought you were smarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The other advantage with ChatGPT is no judgment. Yep. <laughs> So all a man needs is a is a dog and chat GPT and everything's fine. Mm. <laughs> oh god, right. you guys are killing me. All right. Well, I'm gonna end it. Thank you very much for coming by all and right. uh talking stuff with us. And uh, I hope to have you you on again later because I know when this comes out, we'll want to talk about the new game. Oh, for sure, for sure. Sounds all good, right. guys. Awesome, right. happy coding.